Welcome to the podcast of Life Church in Houston, Texas. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope that this message inspires your week, builds your faith, and ultimately brings you closer to Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. From the very beginning of my life in Life Church, I can see the generosity that has taken place. And, and it's wonderful to live with people in this church and live and do life together and to give together and to serve together and to worship together and just enjoy the fellowship that we have with each other. Today in the lobby, it was so nice just to see everybody's smiling faces and the joy and the happiness that was there. And, and I'm so thankful for that. And, and this is really what I prayed for for this day. I prayed that God would just move your heart and that would move you towards being a generous person in every part of your life. Amen. Can we just take a moment and give thanks unto God that we are a debt-free church? Amen. Oh, I am thankful that we are a debt-free church. I'm thankful that there's no longer those mortgages that we have to worry about or the things that we have to do to repay a loan. I, I, I'm thankful that God has given us this ability to be debt-free. And, and you know what? Being debt-free, it doesn't mean that we take the foot off the gas. It means that we press harder because what being debt-free does is it positions us to do more for God. I don't know what you're thinking but I'm ready to start more campuses. I'm ready to start more ministries. I'm ready to help plant churches. I'm, I'm ready to serve the hungry and the poor more than ever before and to rescue more children that have been abandoned and orphaned. This is what I feel that the Lord wants us to do. Now, uh, when I look at the scripture, there's so many incredible stories there. And one of the great places of history for the people of Israel is found in the story of Moses when he is building the tabernacle according to the plans of God. God said, look, I want a place where my people can worship me and where I can dwell with them. And so I want you to do build this tabernacle. And it was a mobile church. You know what a mobile church is? It means that it has to be set up, taken down, moved to the next place. Our, our Friendswood campus is a mobile campus because we're in the old junior high auditorium, auditorium there in Friendswood. We don't own that building. So every Sunday morning, we have a team that goes in and sets up for our Sunday morning service. That's what it means when I say mobile. And, and I'm thankful when I look at this story about this mobile church, this tabernacle, this sanctuary of how God talked to the children of Israel. You see, Moses, when he heard from God, he was charged by God to provide a space so that the children of Israel could come and worship God, so they could join together with God, so they could grow in their devotion, their love, their commitment. And also, that was going to be a beacon for the nations around them. It was going to be a place where they could make a difference in others as well. And, and I'd like for us just to take a few moments here 
And consider what it took for Moses to build this tabernacle. What, what steps he had to go through and how God talked to him and instructed him. And, and, and when you think about the size and the scope of the tabernacle, when I was growing up, you know, they talked about this tent and, and it was something that they moved back and forth. And, and it was actually something that, that I didn't really consider the scope of it and the, the, the size of it. But, but the truth is, and I Googled this today, and everybody knows that Google knows everything. And this is what Google said, that if you were to build the same building today, it would take you $57 million to build that tabernacle. It was more than just a tent in the wilderness. It was something that was very special. It was sacred space. And, and I want you to look at the words of Moses just at the beginning of, of, I'm sorry, the words of God just at the beginning as he speaks to Moses. Let's look at Exodus chapter 25, verse 1 and 2. And the Lord said to Moses, tell the people of Israel to bring me their sacred offerings. Amen. I, I know many times offerings are just something that we kind of go past. and I, I don't want ever it to be that way with me. I want my offering to always be a sacred act of worship to the Lord because he has been good to me. Has God been good to anybody in this place? And I love how the Lord has said, tell the people of Israel to bring me their sacred offerings, uh, accept the contribution from all whose hearts are moved to offer them. Amen. You see, God is all about our heart. God is all about what goes on inside. And, and I'd really like for you to hear my heart today when I tell you, and this is my first point, what I want to accomplish today and what I hope happens is I want God to move your heart when it comes to giving. I, I, I want God to talk to you. I, I'm not a fundraiser, and, and, and that has been a really a, a, a difficult place for me to be in many times when I'm trying to make sure that we have enough money to run the ministry in the Philippines and, and, and writing letters to people and talking to people. And oh my goodness, it's the, the worst thing for me that I could ever do is to be a fundraiser. I, but, but I do have a vision, and, and I have a vision that our church would be a part of uh, uh, an effort to reach the lost. Amen. I, I want to see people come in and have a conversion, be transformed, be filled with the Spirit, be baptized, and walk with God. I, I have a vision for that as the pastor of this church. I, I have a vision that we would be a church that would serve people serve people. That's one of the reasons I love Matthew Ministries. I remember when I was just a, a, a small child, a boy that grew up here in this church, and I remember how dad rented a, a place in downtown Houston, Life Tabernacle rented a place in downtown Houston, and, and every Sunday morning we opened it up and served breakfast to all the homeless people. Back then we didn't call them homeless. They, they, they Different words were used back then, but all of those people that just were transient, didn't have a place to live, they would come into that place, eat a good breakfast, and then they would have a ministry. I, I remember all of the years that we had an incredible prison ministry where we would go to serve people that were incarcerated. I see Sister Mary Smith back there, her incredible husband, George Smith, years and years of reaching and preaching. And, and, and I still have a vision to serve those that are in need. I, I have a vision 
for us to be a part of changing our community, of us doing our part for the city of Houston, for the areas that our campus is in, to be a positive impact and to make a difference in the world that is around us. So I, I want you to understand, I'm not trying to raise funds here today. I'm not a fundraiser. I'm not going to twist your arm or try to guilt you into giving here. That's not what we're all about. And the things that I love about our church is through the years, it's never been that way. We've never put pressure on people to give. And we've never, we've always been a church that has offered opportunities to minister. And when I look at the legacy offering today, this is what I'm offering you. I'm offering you a chance to partner with ministries that are reaching people in the Middle East, probably one of the most explosive and dangerous areas in our world today. They need revival. I'm offering you a chance to rescue abandoned and orphaned children. I'm offering you a chance to partner with the ministry that reaches into Lithuania, one of the most depressed nations in the world. Highest suicide rate of all of the nations in the world, Lithuania, because of the depression and alcoholism there. I'm offering you a chance to be a part of that. This is what we want to do. We want to make an impact on our world by not only ministering here, but partnering with people around the world with our finances and seeing God bless in a great way. Amen. The truth is, amen. The truth is beyond what you give, more important than what you give, more important than what you think you, 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 if you feel any pressure, I don't want you to feel that way because I personally, as the pastor of this church, care way more about your heart than what you have in your wallet or what you're going to give. This is what I have found. Amen. This is what I have found as the pastor of this church for 25 years is that every time I take a step of faith, God shows up and God provides, and there's no question that he is in control. I'm telling you right now that God has blessed us abundantly, and that doesn't mean that we stop the sacrificial giving that we've been known for all of these years. It means that we continue to give because we have a generous heart. I, I care that God moves on your heart. And, and just like the Lord told Moses, let, let the people give that are moved, their hearts are moved. That's what I'm praying today. I'm praying that God moves on your heart and that you're moved in not to just giving out of obligation or not just be giving because it's a habit, but you move into that generosity of your heart and you give because it means something to you to give to the work of the kingdom of God, to see people saved, to see people saved. Just yesterday, I saw some pictures of Pastor Edward that we have sponsored for now for 10 years, baptized 14 young people in a river in the middle of the Philippines. I'm thankful for that, that God has blessed us and helped us partner with people. I, I love what Paul, the Apostle Paul says. This is how he says it. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. 
I'm not going to tell you to give. I'm not even going to make a suggestion. You have to desire, decide in your heart how much you give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. If you feel any pressure, it's in your mind because there's no pressure here today. I just want God to talk to your heart. But this is what Paul goes on to say, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Amen. I started talking to you about this offering a long time ago, and this is what I asked for you to do. I asked for you to pray about what God would want you to give. And this is why I ask you to do that, because I believe that God is speaking. Anybody believe that God is speaking today? And I believe that God will speak to your heart. And I believe that when he speaks to your heart, you're the one that will decide to obey him and give accordingly, not because of manipulation. And so Moses presents this need to the children of Israel. Think about it. These, uh, this this uh, population of the children of Israel had just come out of slavery. And I know that when they left Egypt, God blessed them. And, and the Egyptians, as they were leaving, gave them all kind of jewelry. All kind. These weren't people that had a lot of things. But still, they heard the, 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 the cry and the, uh, the, the plea for giving. And when we look down in just a few chapters, in chapter 35 of Exodus, I want you to read this and see what happened. Then Moses said to the whole community of Israel, this is what the Lord has commanded. Take a sacred offering for the Lord. Listen, I, I want this day, this legacy offering to be a sacred offering. I, I don't want it to be just something, oh, I've got to give, I've got to give this amount. I, I really want you to look in your heart and give cheerfully. This is what the Lord has commanded. Take a sacred offering to the Lord. Let those with generous hearts present the following gifts to the Lord. Gold, silver, bronze. Verse number six, blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Fine linen and goat hair for cloth. Tanned ram skins and fine goat skin leather. Acacia wood. Olive oil for the lamps. Spices for the oil, olive uh, anointing oil and the fragrant incense, onyx stones, and other gemstones will be set in the ephod and the priest chest piece. Now, I want you to look at this. I want you to realize this. When you look at that list of scriptures, this is what we can realize, that everyone can give something. That everyone can give something. Did you see the language in that, in that passage I, I just read to you? It, it's, it's to all the congregation. Everybody say all the congregation. Moses wasn't just speaking to a certain age group or a, a certain gender. He wasn't just speaking to a, a group of people that had money. That This is what he's saying to all the congregation. Listen, Life Church, uh, giving and generosity is something that we can all participate in. And the, the second thing that I see there is that the giving wasn't to Moses. You're not giving to me today. You're not giving even to Life Church today. This is what the Lord said, take an offering for the Lord. It's to the Lord that we are giving. And then the third thing, we see the desire of the Lord in that passage of Scripture that our giving would come from a generous heart. Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver. Now, now listen, the final thing that I want you to look at when we look at this passage of Scripture Notice the, how varied their giving is. 
Notice how, how different it is. And maybe you need to read that passage of Scripture again. Some people bought gold and silver. <laughs> That's good. But then there were other people that bought yarn. There were some people that just brought goat hair. There were people that brought olive oil, even spices just to go in the olive oil and in the, the incense. You, you see what I'm saying here today? That, that everyone can participate. I am thankful for the people that are in this room that are generous and can write large checks, but I am just as thankful. And more importantly, God sees your heart for the person that can give whatever you can give. You see, every offering is seen by God. I, I want to tell you a story, and I just put this scripture in this morning when I was preparing and it's a story about Jesus. And, and this is what happened. It's in Mark chapter 12. And Jesus has gone into the temple with his disciples. And at the time of the offering, he goes up and he watches people give. And this is what it says. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Jesus is watching this take place. And then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. And when that happened, Jesus called his disciples to him. It's a teaching moment now. And he said to them, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions, for they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything that she had to live on. You see, God saw that. The Lord saw that. The Lord sees what's in our heart. And that just goes to tell you that your offering matters. Your giving matters. It matters to God. It matters to the kingdom. And everyone can participate. I, I, you, you may not have any bars of gold here today that you're going to give. But, but maybe you have some yarn. You may not have any yarn, but maybe you have some spices. Maybe you have something. This, this is what I'm trying to say. Everyone can be a part of giving. I, I, I like in that list that, that we read in the book of Exodus that the amounts were not recorded. It didn't say so-and-so gave four bar, bars of gold and, and, and so-and-so gave a, um, what do they call a deal of yarn? A, what, what everybody's saying, I can't really hear it, but that's what they call it. So, so, so listen, I, 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 what I'm trying to say is that, that the amounts weren't recorded, but, but the generous hearts were pleasing to God. Listen, listen, our legacy offering, in my opinion, is coming from the heart of God. The, the thought that we're taking offerings that's only going to be used to bless other people. And, and believe me, Life Church throughout this year has given generously to many different missions and many different efforts. We've given to many different places, and I'm thankful for that. I, I see God blessing us and how God is on the move in this church. When I, when I just think about how God has provided for us through the pandemic, I think about how God has allowed us to move from being... Uh, way in debt to being debt free and have enough money to where we can buy the campuses that we're buying and, and starting to move into the next uh, uh, phase of what God wants to do. It's just amazing when I see what God wants to do. I, I remember when I was just a boy and, and we were meeting on the corner of Market and Rouse 
And there's still a few people here that you were a part of that church all of those years ago. That was on the other side of the ship channel in Denver Harbor. And, and, and I remember how God opened a door for us to move onto the property in Broadway. It was a Lutheran school that, that was moving. They were selling their property and we were able to get such an incredible deal. I don't remember all of the numbers, um, but forgive me for that because I was seven. So I don't remember all of the numbers. But I do remember in 1999 when there was a group of men that went to an auction to bid on this property and the property that's across the street where the school is now, be, uh, that, where they built that school a few years ago. And, and there was 30 acres here. And did you know that God gave us this 30 acres for $140,000? Now, come on. I'm talking about God seeing into the future and knowing that there was going to be somebody that was going to come along that was going to buy all of this, that was going to help us, that was going to give us many, 20 years of incredible ministry in this building. I am thankful for how God has blessed us every step of the way. I've seen it personally. In my own personal life, when Nancy and I have made a step of faith, how God has shown up. I've seen it in my ministry with I'm as home for children, how God showed up because I was generous. We were generous. We made decisions at the beginning of I'm as home that we were going to live a certain way. I, I've seen God do incredible things, and I believe that God wants to do the same thing today. Amen. I am so thankful I am so thankful that Nancy and I are a part of the story of what God is doing. Would you just come stand up here by me for just a minute, babe? I, I'm thankful that my wife and I, years ago, were called to be the ministers here at Life Church, the pastors here at Life Church. What a blessing. What a blessing. Oh my goodness. I am so thankful. And, and, and Nancy and I, uh, we, we, everything hasn't been great. We've gone through things. We've gone through battles. But I can tell you that through all of the battles and all the things that has happened, we are grateful that we're a part of the story that God is still writing, the part of the story that God is still doing across this city. And one of the things that we talk about all the time is that next step, that next campus. How is it going to happen? What's going to take place? Our prayers, because we know that God has a plan. That, that's why we started at the beginning of this year and we budgeted for this offering. We started putting aside money at the beginning of this year because we want to be a part of not only what God is doing in this house, but we want to be a part of what God is doing in Israel. We want to be a part of what God is doing in the Philippines, Lithuania, in the city here. I am thankful that Nancy and I are a part of the story that God is writing right here at Life Church. Is anybody thankful for that? I love you. Thank you. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. And so this is what I want to, this is kind of my conclusion here. And when I say conclusion, I still have a lot to say, but it's the last point. And the last point is we can all take our next step. 
Now, that's a big phrase here at Life Church. next steps. We really believe that. We really believe that God is still teaching us to take next steps. We're, we're still exercising our faith. And, and, and I just want to be, just, just get real with you. I, I, I believe what the Bible says. And, and I believe that the Bible talks about giving and about stewardship. And, and several years ago, Nancy and I really had kind of a come together and let's see Jesus moment where we, we talked about our finances and the purpose that God has for us in this life. And, 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 and as we have followed that, you know what I've found that God has blessed us. Now, now Nancy and I, we tithe. As a matter of fact, we made up our mind many years ago. And, and by the way, um, on Tuesday of this past week, we were married 36 years. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. God's good to me. Amen. Amen. So th this is what we've decided. We decided that we were going to give and we were going to give above the tithe. And that's what we've done all of the years that we've ministered and all the years we've been together. As a matter of fact, I'm not proud to say it, but I'm thankful to say that every dollar that the Lord has ever blessed me with, I have tithed and I've given offerings off of that. That's just part of my life, and it's something that was taught to me. And, and I know that not everybody is ready to jump into that part of giving. I, I, I understand. I, I understand that, that some people don't know about tithing. Some people don't understand the concept of giving, even though uh, we, we talked about last week how important it was. Remember how I talked about how prayer was mentioned a certain amount of times and, and, and uh, uh, uh Believing faith was and, and how giving was mentioned so many more times. And, and I think that the giving is mentioned so many times because God knows that where our heart is, that's where our treasure is going to be. And, and so God depends upon us to, to make sure that we learn to be generous. And, and, and this is what I, I don't want anybody to feel guilty because, Pastor, you don't understand. My debt is so high I can barely make ends meet. I, I, I don't want anybody to feel guilty. I just want to help you take this next step. I want you to be able to move forward and, and, and grow in this area. Amen. Now, now, isn't that what we're supposed to do as Christians? We are supposed to grow. We're supposed to grow in our prayer. Anybody remember those first prayers that you prayed? How simple they were and you look back on them and of course God sees our heart and, and honors those prayers. But, but anybody that has prayed over the years you know your prayer life has changed. It's, it's deepened. It's, it's become more rich. It's become more meaningful. It's become more intimate. And, and this is something that we teach all the time, that we should go deeper in prayer. Hey, what about worship? Do you remember when you first started worship? I remember when I first started worshiping, I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I was doing? I was doing what everybody else did. When they clapped their hands, I clapped my hands. When they raised their hands, I raised my hands. When they said hallelujah, I said hallelujah. But you know what? As my life grew and as I became older and became more mature, I learned what worship was really all about. Now I am thankful that I have a level of worship. Have I reached everything that? No, no. I believe that God even has more steps for me there. You see, what I'm trying to say is we grow in so many areas. We grow in prayer. We go in worship. We go in, grow in forgiveness. We grow in, 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 for, in serving. 
And just the same way, we need to, as Christians, grow in our understanding about giving. About giving. I, I, I want to give. And so let me help you with something. I'm going to call it the giving ladder. Everybody say that with me. The giving ladder. Giving ladder. And, and this is where you get on the ladder. If you have a job, <laughs> if you have any type of income that is coming in, then you are a potential giver. There's just a decision that has to be made if you're going to give or if you're not going to give. And, and, and if you have a job, you, you're, you're standing at the ladder. And, 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 but I say in faith that even today, it's time to take that first step. It's time for you to give as God has called you to give and what God has put on your heart. In that moment that you give, this is what you become on step one. You become an emerging giver. You become someone that is beginning to trust God with your finances. Amen. I, I love it when people learn to trust God with their marriage. And I, I love it when people learn to trust God with their job. And I, I love it. But I am also a big, big fan. I get so excited when people take that step where they say, you know what, God, I trust you with everything else. I'm going to trust you with my finances. And one of the reports I get on a monthly basis is the first time givers, people that have given to Life Church for the first time. And when I look through that list and when I see first time givers engage with Life Church, I am so excited because I know they're taking a big step forward and that God is going to do great things in their life because I know that they can't outgive God. Amen. So I hope today that if you are a person that hasn't given, that you'll become a person that starts giving, you will become an emerging giver. When you start giving uh, an emerging giver, then you have the potential to become a consistent giver, a regular giver. And, and, and you're ready to participate in that. What you've done is you've given offerings, and this is what you've seen, that God blesses you when you give. And so you see the blessings of God. It starts to be something that's a part of your life. It starts to get in your budget. Okay, this is how much we're paying for the house. And this is how much the car costs. And this is the cheese enchilada line. And then we also have our regular giving line. We become regular givers. We become, we become givers. And maybe you become someone that gives online. It's uh, auto-drafted. Or maybe it's just a, a, a something that you give on a weekly basis. But, but this is when we start thinking about percentages of what we can give. And maybe there's some people in this room that you say, well, Pastor, there's no way I can give 10%. I, okay, I'm not going to put pressure on you. And God doesn't want you to feel pressure but just pick something. Can you give 3%? Just try God and start seeing how He will bless you. Pick 5%. Give what you can until you can reach that level of generosity. And, and, and I, I just want you to make it a part of your plan, a part of your life. You become consistent. You know, I, I talked about Mark and Rouse and 2950 Broadway both of those places, I went to Sunday school. And, and when you went to Sunday school, and I can remember some of the incredible teachers that I had, you know, there was some, there was some charts that were in the Sunday school room, and, and you got a star beside your name if you did certain things. If you showed up, you got a star. And really, 
that was great for me because I didn't get a lot of stars in school. That's another story. We won't even talk about it today. If you brought your Bible, you got a star. If you had your memory verse uh, memorized and were able to quote it, you got a star. And if you had an offering, you got a star. And when I, when I think about that, you know what they were really just trying to teach us as children is how to be consistent. Just, just show up every Sunday and, and bring your Bible and, and think about the scripture through the week so you can memorize a verse and, and, and bring an offering. And I know today that many of us have gotten to the place where we give online. Nancy and I have it set up where our first offering, our first, the first thing that comes out of our paychecks or our offering or our tithe. And, and, and I know that that's just part of, of life today. And I'm, I'm thankful that I have that convenience, but I got to thinking about it this past week and, and thinking about the offering and, and I made a pledge to the Lord that even though Nancy and I give our finances, they're set from our paycheck, that, that I want to get back to that place where every Sunday I'm part of the worship of just giving. And I would really challenge you to do that. If you, if you give online, then, then just get an envelope and say, I gave online this week and put it in the offering together. Let's just celebrate that moment and make it sacred again. Make it a part of our worship on Sunday. And this is my pledge. Every Sunday that's coming up, I'm going to bring an offering. It may be a $5 bill, but I can skip one Starbucks out of the week. It may be a $20 bill, it may be a $1 bill, but I just think those Sunday morning moments, and I'm going to talk to our team about it, we're going to make sure that we take time in our worship because I believe that giving is important. I want it to be a part of my worship. I want it to be a cheerful giver, and so I'm inviting you to join with me. If it's just a $5 bill, let's turn Sundays back into a time where we worship with our voice, we worship by listening to the Word, and we bring an offering to the house of the Lord. Anybody with me on that? I just am excited. I'm excited about that, just to add that to our church service again and just being a regular and consistent giver. I, I talked about online, and we have a lot of people that watch us online here in the city of Houston and across the nation, and thank you so much. And, and for you that are here and you're new, if you want to give online, if that's something that you want to be a part of, there's a very easy way for you to do that. First of all, you can go to life.cc slash give, and if you'll go there, then you can find a way to, to set up a regular giving. You can register to give. There's also a place that you can text. You can text to 77977, and you can text the word LIFECC. That will connect you with some paperwork. It takes a few minutes to fill that out, but then your giving is automated and it's a part of the routine. That's what I'm saying. Keep giving in your routine. Don't vary. Be consistent. And, and while you're here, take that next step. And the next step from being a consistent giver is becoming a tither. And a tither is someone that gives a tenth, someone that gives the first 10% of your income. And, and, and just, let me just say something about tithing. Um, I'm thankful that I have a regular paycheck. Anybody here have a regular paycheck that you're thankful for? I'm thankful for that. My tithing is just as regular as my paycheck. It's something that I give to God. And tithing 
is biblical. It is in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. As a matter of fact, throughout the Bible, you see those references to tithing as a normal process for the financial stewardship that God has called for us to be a part of. But even tithers, even those people that are faithful in their giving, need to become a generous giver. That's what the New Testament is all about. It's about generosity. It's about giving everything you have. And, and, and the generous giver is a person that gives above and beyond the regular consistent giving of tithing. And, and let me just say something here. Let me stop. And I want you to listen to me. I am so thankful for the many, many, many people in this church that not only tithe, but they are generous givers. They give above and beyond. I had one couple that I love so much stop me before church today and say, I just want to give you a praise report. This week, this year, we're able to double our legacy offering. I love generous givers. I love people that go that next step. And, and, and listen, Nancy and I are committed to that. We're committed to giving right here at Life Church, and we are committed to give beyond the tithe. I remember when we got married 36 years ago, I think I was making $100 a week and she was making $200 a week, something like that. Now, we had our housing provided for us at the church, but I still remember those paychecks and us writing our tithing offering together. That's that day, in those days, everything was done by check. And this is what we believe. We believed we were given to the income of the kingdom of God and that God was moving on our hearts and that we were part of something bigger. Oh, yes, our portion was small and many could say it was insignificant, but we brought our yarn. <laughs> we, we brought our goat's hair. I, I, I've never really had anything that was goat's hair that I know of, but we brought it. We bought our little part because we wanted to do something that moved from normal to generous. And that's what I'm calling. Let me, let me close here today. This is what I know. I know that God is on the move at Life Church. I, I, I'm thankful for everything that the Lord is doing. I'm thankful for how God is blessing. And I'm thankful for He's the one, he's the one that's in charge of this. You know what happened? When they came and sat down and said, hey, we want to purchase your property and get you out of debt. We didn't put it on for sale. We, we didn't have any, any uh, idea of that. We knew that God wanted us to start campuses. And I had been meeting with our church board for years talking about how are we going to do this. And, 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 and did you know that the day that we signed the lease on the Friendswood campus, the next day is the day they said, we want to buy your property and this is what we're going to give you. We took a step of faith and God showed up. I believe His anointing. And I believe that everything that God wants to do at Life Church, He will pay for as we are obedient to Him in our generous giving. Amen. I, I want you to just take a moment here now. And I've already done that this morning. I've already filled my envelope out. I've already got mine and Nancy's name on it. I've already have a check that is in here for the amount that, I'm, that we're giving. This amount that we prayed about throughout the year, we started budgeting for at the beginning of the year. And what I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to take those envelopes out right now. And I would like for you to either put your legacy offering in that, or if you need 30 days, make a pledge for 30 days. 
Now, I know that many of you are uncomfortable today because I've been talking about money. Guess what? This is the first time, I think, in three years that I've preached on finances. But this is something that's necessary, and I'm thankful that I'm a part of the kingdom of God. If you want to give online, there's a legacy giving place online, and I'm, I'm fine with you giving online. This is what we can do corporately. We can make an impact. I told you about Pastor Juniper. I called him and he was going through all these different issues and all of these different things. And I was sending little offerings here and there. And, and finally I said, Pastor Juniper, what is your budget for the year? He said, well, Pastor, I've got these nine daughter works. We've got our church. We've got, uh, uh, he said, it costs me a thousand U.S. dollars a month to run everything. I said, oh, what a blessing for us to be able to just give today and take care of a whole year of ministry. Think about that. Nine churches that we're going to be supporting this year. Just thinking about how we can make an impact. What a legacy is that? And yes, we want to start new campuses. We want to feed the hungry. We want to house the homeless. We want to care for the needs in Lithuania and the Philippines and Houston and Israel and, and God willing everywhere in between. And so my prayer and my hope today is that you'll listen to the Lord that your heart will be moved to give according to what the Lord is talking to you about. I, I pray that you will hear what He is calling you to do and that every one of us will decide in our heart that we will participate by leaving a legacy of ministry at Life Church. Can you stand together? Now this is how I'd like to close our service today. I like to close our service with an offering, our, our regular offering, our tithing offering. You have the envelopes for that and feel free to put those in, but also this legacy envelope. And, and what I'd like to do is I'd like to call the ushers to come to the end of each aisle. And I would like for you to just come because not only do I want you to give, I want to pray for you. And so what I would like to do is invite you all to come. And as you pass by the usher, drop your offering in and then let's just fill in the front here for just a moment we're going to have Andrew lead us in a course while you're giving and then at the end of that I'm going to pray for you and ask the Lord's will to be done in your life will you come on come right on thank you Andrew